Cambridge's student radio station. Be music. Be sport. Be drama. Be entertainment. Be Cam FM. From Cambridge Student Radio, you're listening to the first ever review show on iTunes. I'm Phil Sanson. We've got a great show coming up for you today. We've got interviews from the Amazons, the Big Moon, and the Mystery Jets, so don't go anywhere. The Amazons are a four-piece rock band from Reading. They were recently listed on the BBC Sound of 2017, and they released their new single, Black Magic, back in February. Our head of music, Pippa Smith, caught up with them before their gig in Cambridge at the Portland Arms last March. Uh, so, Black Magic, obviously the most recent single, um, has got quite a powerful sound. Um, uh, when I was listening to kind of promos, I kind of like, I want like 10 seconds of the song and I was like, what? This is cool. Nice. So, yeah. Which, I would like to hear yeah, it. Yeah. Um, is this what you're like aiming for? Like, what sound are you going for with the um, album coming out? We were originally going for quite a um, chilled back, chilled laid back kind of folk sound, but Catherine Marks really. <laughs> <laughs> really messed up the recording yeah. and that's how it just came out we like Toy Division wanted to be a punk band yeah. and then the guy like recorded it and they got the mixes back and they were like close to tears Martin Hannett got so drunk that he was just like yeah. game, game, game yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was originally just me on the piano and then I got the first mix back <laughs> and I realised everyone had like gone in and done parts in all serious yes yeah 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 that's I think it's Black Magic is a quite a good um, song that um, sums up it's the, the, yeah, the sound of the album because I guess in my mind it looks something more super heavy and this is heavy but it's also got kind of more melodic moments and um, it's got a solo by the Prince of Darkness and um, yeah it's got lots of bits and love from that awesome um, so the album's coming out on the 2nd of June um, and you've kind of been listed on a couple of lists of like sound of 2017 sort of things, which is obviously quite exciting. Do you think 2017 therefore will probably be your year, the one, the big one? Well, we will be uh, living in 2017. <laughs> I'd like a trophy at the end of it to say we this lived. was your year. This is our year, <laughs> but it's also your year, and it's also everyone else's year, unless they, you know check out um, <laughs> um, but it won't be really that yet <laughs> then they'll have a couple of years a couple of months in it anyways um, yeah I don't know oh I mean, yeah we'll, we'll, we will put another album out yeah, yeah we'll we'll go. we're going to be doing loads of gigs we're going to be touring everywhere yeah it will be the year that we don't see any of our family or friends yeah. that be it's all, it'll be a very personal year for us in, in, in terms of us spending a lot of time together mm, so yeah. it'll be our year in that in that way um, we're not going to change much about what we do. No. All those lists were nice, and there was it was great to be on them. But you know, we, we're going to keep doing what we do normally. Not, it's not yeah, change anything. we know who we are, and I think. Um, but if you're listening, pre-order the album, please. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, we 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 took two years under the radar to kind of cut our teeth and carve out our own path, and um, um, so when we got all these, uh, when we got this kind of support, um, it was kind of more just. We were just grateful to be talked on on such a big platform. Um, you know, we want to share our music as as far and as wide as possible. So, um, and that those things only can help that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I was going to ask you about is kind of like with the sort of changing landscape of the music industry at the moment. Kind of things like Ed Sheeran managing to get 16 songs in the top 20, like streaming, all of these things being kind of new and like uncharted territory. Where do you like? 
what do you feel about like that is that exciting for you is that a bit scary or are you just kind of trailing a path regardless and if people want to listen to you they will whatever yeah, way I guess it's kind of like I don't want to we don't want to go with you do that cliche of like if you like it then you like it if you don't like it then whatever we just do what we made the album for ourselves like if we made the album for ourselves we'd, it'd be locked in the bedroom and no one would be hearing it you make an expression and you want to put it out there and people share and connect with you that's part of the frill that's part of the buzz that we're searching for the recognition Ed Sheeran sold loads of albums so people are still going out and buying physical music yeah, which that to me is a great thing for the music yeah. industry everyone's going crazy with the Ed Sheeran thing I just can't bring myself to be that moved in any 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 way. No, I'm not. I think it just shows. I think it's kind of a kudos to him, isn't it? Not? Yeah. He's worked his butt off for that. I mean, he, he, he it's great for him. I, I don't. I don't. I, see, actually, I don't have a problem with it. I actually like. I really like respect him, but the way he's talked about music, maybe in the most in recently, has made me feel a little less. I don't know. Not some people like. I don't know like affection for the guy I feel I like it's a little bit affection. more throwaway than I originally thought it would be mm-hmm. now we're in we're in a kind of alternative um, side of things and a big thing for rock and roll and our side of music our, our side of the spectrum is authenticity and and genuine and it's not about the money it's about uh, expression and and really meaning what you listen to otherwise I'm not engaged and maybe his music probably doesn't tick those boxes for me. I don't really um, emotionally get yeah. involved with it. But yeah, I think maybe the charts are really trying to find themselves at the moment with streaming and, and all this kind of... It's a bit of a mess right now. It yeah. probably isn't the best thing for music for one person to dominate so much. Mm. I would say it's not the best thing. I think it's not very rare. But it also kind of... I don't think it reflects the sound of the times anymore I don't think that the charts have any relevance anymore because I think there are so many outlets for music to be listened to and there's so many ways and everyone you know there used to be like two or three radio channels and now there's hundreds yeah millions do you know what I mean like so it's quite hard to quantify um, what the sound of now is yeah because you know like grime's kind of big but really does it sell many records do you know what I mean like so what is the sound now? Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. Um, so moving back to sort of more about the Amazons, um, I was looking at some interviews you did a few years ago, I think, and you're sort of moving now away from sort of support and doing festivals, and now obviously you're selling out gigs of your own. I guess there's different challenges with each, and different elements of fun with each. But like, what would you say is the comparison, or what's kind of the comparison with festivals? Is, well, festivals you don't get a sound check. So about control, isn't it? Yeah, and with with our own shows, with our own shows it's different because people paid to like, especially with these ones now recently, people paid money to come and see us specifically. Um, specifically. With a festival, and especially the festivals we did last year, there would have been a lot of people coming to check us out for the first time, so you don't necessarily get people going bonkers and going crazy. So, so you're trying to win people over in that aspect. It's a different ball game. I yeah. think it's probably a little less creative festival slots in terms of like you just need to put your your singles in at least. Yeah. And um, just try and try and make an impression as you know, short and sweet. Whilst with headline shows, you can play around and kind of spell out who you are a little bit more. 
So, but both have their pros and cons, that's for sure. It's a different kind of buzz. Yeah, definitely. Um, the last question I'm going to ask you is one I ask a lot of people, which is, if you could take a song that someone else had written and claim it as your own, like mm. you wrote it, what song would you pick out of all of history? You can all have a different answer if you want. All right. um, <laughs> Apocalypse Dreams by Tame Empires. I'll have Time by Pink Floyd because uh, Gilmore Solo and it is mouth-watering. <laughs> fantastic. Make It With You by Queen's Sister's um, Actually, <laughs> go with the flow by Queen's Sister's okay. Out of any song? Lord of the Rings opening montage <laughs> music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, go on, no, say it. Go say on. Look at no, that cheeky little grin. People one. really like go really quiet on this question because they're like, well, this like this means a lot. Like one song. Yeah, one song <laughs> claims your right. Mine wouldn't be necessarily from a drumming element. It'd be because it's a great tune. Uh, I would be. Um, Oh my god! Oh my god! god. I'm <laughs> racking Just it. Just It's all right. This doesn't define your. Oh no! Give me something good by uh, Ryan Adams. Give me something Every good by Ryan Adams. <laughs> I'm every flipping song. <laughs> Can you say great, great, yes. great chord? Yeah. Every flipping song. Yeah, great melody, great chord structure. It's one of those, isn't it? <laughs> I've never even heard it. Well, man, I, I mean, oh <laughs> <laughs> my lap! We played it in the band. Yeah, about a hundred times. But yeah. that's mine. I reckon well, go with Flow Wins. And it's subjective anyway. Yeah? Yeah, but you know what isn't <laughs> right, subjective? I'm out of band. You know what isn't subjective? The amount of money that songs make. I'm going to go... What do you reckon is the best selling song of all time? Happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Isn't it Elton John, Hansel um, oh, in the Wind? Oh, Hansel in the Wind. Yeah, oh, that's put it, it up there. Elton there was John. a programme on BBC4, Top 10 Grossing Songs of All Time. Oh. That was in yeah. the top ten, but uh, yeah. it wasn't the biggest one. Thriller must be one of them. Nah, mm, uh, there was. It, we're yeah, talking about we like Stand by Me, Benny King, that kind of stuff. Oh sure. Yeah. Things um, have been covered. Yeah. I'm changing mine to Heroes <laughs> by David Bowie. Good. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Right. I feel like we could be here forever. Oh, but, what would um, yours be? Uh, uh, oh. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Out of all the songs. Out of all the songs ever, ever. I would probably pick, which is probably quite a like obvious choice, but I'd pick Oasis Don't Look Back in Anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah then yeah, more than Wonderwall. Yeah. Yeah, then you play Network. <laughs> it's a given. Is that is I that feel, the game for I Amazon to play like Network? Wonderwall yeah. or mine. <laughs> Alright, here's a question. Wonderwall or Don't Look Back in Anger? Dead both. You know what's got more Spotify posts? I think it's more like I feel like it gets brought out more at parties and yeah, it was uh, yeah. if you, you were, on the guitar yeah. how many yeah. times have you played Bondable um, actually one final question as well so other than the album all of that what else is going to be the highlight of the year for you guys you think playing Reading Festival this year will be playing a highlight for Reading us yeah. And many other festivals that are going to be announced, which Fuji are very rocks. Oh, that's been announced. Yeah. In Japan, Japan, we're going to Japan. Oh wow! Yes, exciting. So that'll be good. There's some releasing the album will be ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, it'll be absolutely terrifying. Yeah, but it'll be. So it's already got terrifying already. It's yeah, available I know, right? to pre- yeah. Imagine, I when it's, imagine if it's like 
a week to go. How are you going to feel? Oh, yeah. I'm going to be, like, yeah. be shutting the cupboard. I'm going to need a sick bucket. Rocket. <laughs> not looking at any side of I'm going to need to be putting a drip because of all my, like, <laughs> all my, like, I'm going to need, like, replenish my nutrients. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I think I'll need... Throw our wing up everywhere. Throw our wing up everywhere. That interview aired on CAMFM last month on Pippa's own show, Chill Your Beans. The Amazons are going to release their full-length, self-titled debut album on the 26th of May. Welcome back, you're listening to the CamFM Review Show, I'm Phil Sanson. On the 12th of October, the Big Moon supported the Mystery Jets at their Cambridge Junction gig. This is another band whose star is really on the rise. They've been supporting other bands such as the Maccabees, the Vaccines, Ezra Furman. They've got links to lots of London groups like Vant and Marika Hackman. When we caught up with their bassist, Celia Archer, she was teasing their very first album, which has actually just been released. It's called Love in the Fourth Dimension. It came out on the 7th of April. Here's Pippa Smith again with Celia. Slammin'. Yeah. Hi. Um, Hi. So, um, you've been supporting Mr. Jets for the whole tour, yeah? Yes. Um, and you've been doing some tours, I noticed, with other artists, so how's that been going for you? Yeah, it's been really great. Um, we actually, we even played a few dates with the Mystery Jets back in, like, May, I think? Um, like, a show in, like, High Wycombe and one in um, Norwich as well. And then, yeah, we've done this whole run of shows and it's been really been really fun they're a great band to go on tour with because they're a great band um and yeah we've been really really lucky with our supports since becoming a band um we played earlier this year we supported the maccabees that was just wonderful um and we went on tour with this guy called ezra Furman. i don't know if you know him but he's he's brilliant yeah great i'm glad um that you know him he's yeah and that was really really fun um and also we went on tour with the vaccines and we got to play like amazing crazy huge venues like the empress ballroom and blackpool feeling like a white stripe um and yeah so that was yeah we've been really and then also we've we've been able to do tours with kind of other bands who are like our size um like we, we did a tour a diy tour with um vant and in heaven and that was really fun we just kind of changed like slots every night so one night you'd be opening one night you'd be closing and that was really cool and we've got um, a couple of dates coming up with our friend Sprinking so that'll be really fun um, but yeah and then we've got our own headline tour at the end of this month awesome. so that'll be cool yeah. it sounds like at the moment sort of the emerging bands I saw quite a few of them at a festival I went to this summer um, seems to be quite a nice community rather yeah. than a competitiveness which no, is quite nice it's super nice what festival did you go to? Um, Trap Festival yeah Trap Festival yeah. it was yeah. great yeah um, yeah it's, there's like a little group of yeah of a bunch of bands and it's really exciting and everyone just kind of yeah eggs each other on which okay. is really nice and cool. um, so who would you say have been your sort of musical influences as starting out as a band um, well I mean we do so Jules writes the songs and her kind of songwriting influences uh, like Pixies and White Stripes and uh, all the kind of croonery stuff like um, like Elvis Roy, Roy Orbison um, there's um, 
like you can kind of tell sometimes things that we've been listening to lots as a band that have sort of gone in and you can sort of be like ah like that's because we've been listening to a lot of Weezer or <laughs> like that's an you know like it's funny to notice those things but those things kind of happen those ones sort of happen without you even thinking about it rather than like I'm going to sit down and write a song that sounds like the Pixies um but and but again like the sort of other bands that are kind of coming up at the moment when you go and watch your friends play you sort of again without thinking it like start I'll start doing something on stage and I'm like I'm just being James from Spring King or like (laughs) you know, Fern will start drumming, she just looks like P from the Magic Gang, and um, that's quite nice as well, that you're, you're sort of, yeah, finding your own way, and every so often you'll be like, ooh, like, that, that was, that sparked something, and I didn't even know it, yeah. but yeah. Cool. Um, so, you said Jules writes the song, mm. so how's it been, like, coming into the band, and, like, how's the sort of band atmosphere around that sort of camaraderie um, oh it's awful we hate each other <laughs> she's a total diva no it's I mean it's really great uh, I I joined last and it was pretty much the perfect scenario for me like I really wanted to carry on playing bass but I couldn't really play it so I didn't have really anything to offer an, a band in terms of like or I didn't feel like I did like I couldn't go up to anyone and go like I can sort of play kind of I can't really write anything I can't jam do you want me to be in your band like but this thing kind of came along and it was you know a friend of a friend just messaged and said my friend's starting a band and she's written all these songs and she sent me some of them and sent me the bass lines and I was like this is ideal um and and that's kind of what we all came into was Jules wrote the songs first I mean as she's like she had a pile of songs when we started that we worked from and she's con- she continues to write all the time. She's so, like, she's so, yeah, dedicated and, like, continually creative in a really, like, amazing way. Um, and, yeah, and that's what we work to. And I, th- I think sometimes it's, um, it must be so hard, I think, if you were in a band that you were with your mates from school, right? And because there's always one person in a band, like there's always one person in a band that does like a little bit more, um, just because otherwise you'd, I can't imagine being in a band where it was sort of democratic in a way that would be maybe quite paralyzing. Um, uh, But yeah, so imagine like, you know, you and your best mate, you grow up together and then one of you just kind of inches ahead. I feel like that's where the sort of ego-y, clashes might happen but we we all know like we all have our things that we do in the band um we all bring different things to it um and Jules brings a big chunk to it and that's she's very good at it so it's great it's ideal though because I've, I've read some things where you get on so well and you've got such a yeah. band between you so yeah that's what you need I think yeah exactly hating each other well yeah definitely <laughs> and we spend so much time together that yeah. it couldn't really be yeah you couldn't not get on with everyone. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that you are an all-female band in quite a male-dominated genre, genre. of music. Yeah. Um, what's that like? Um, uh, I mean, for us, it hasn't really ever been a thing. Um, we're quite lucky in the fact that, yeah, it just hasn't... I mean, people ask it in interviews and stuff, or uh, we've had the odd... like Especially when we first started, the kind of like if you don't like Savages, you might like this other girl band. Like, if you've got yeah. a space to fill in your life with a girl band, or, like, um, you know, getting com- 
compared to like wall paint, which we sound nothing like. I mean, they're amazing. Don't get me wrong, huge fan, but um, that's just not what we sound like. Um, and but apart from that, that doesn't that doesn't really happen anymore. Yeah. Um, and we, yeah, we have a lot of women in our team. Like our manager's a woman. Uh, our project product manager's a woman. Uh, like, you know, like our friend who takes our photographs is a woman. Like we just made an album with a female producer. Like, it, and that didn't we didn't do it on purpose, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel like we're constantly, you know, in a male-dominated space. And even when when you are working with other guys, it's no one's ever. I've never walked into a studio and felt like, you know, other than my own kind of like I've never done this before, yeah. which is my own problem. Uh, and also, and yeah, and like you said, with the other bands on the scene, there's again, it is a super supportive, caring like space like fun space and we don't get for it's not like any all male all guy bands are going like oh you can't play your instruments you're a bunch of girls like you know everyone's just like oh that's a cool song um we're also lucky that fern is quite uh tech minded like as not as in i mean she is techy minded but she's as in like she knows she knows about equipment she knows how to like handle herself like on a tour with different crews um, so there's that again there's that you come into a space and like she knows what she's doing and no one would argue that she doesn't so that and then and then by extension that kind of filters through to the rest of us like she she's shown us a lot about how to do shit like that and um, yeah and and we just practice really hard and Jules writes really good songs so I think we've been quite lucky yeah not to have any like yeah awesome um, you mentioned the new album that you've yes. been producing recording yes when can we expect that and what are we expecting from it it's gonna be early next year um and it is gonna be really good i think it's gonna be really good we're really proud of it so far it was a really fun experience making it um and we yeah we've been sitting on some of the songs for quite a while now so it feels really nice to get them get them out we recorded it all live with like um Sorry, am I wittering? No, no, that's um, fine, I was just checking. No, uh, yeah, no, we recorded it all live um, and it was like at a perfect point where we'd, you know, we'd sat with them long enough that we could just, like, we knew how we wanted everything to sound. Um, but we also, but they, we weren't tired of them yet, we're not tired of these songs and there are still so many new ones that we're really, really, I'm really excited to, like, share with people and for people to hear. Um couple of slower ones or a bit weirder ones or ones that we haven't been able to play live in like a half an hour trying to win over someone else's fans kind of a set um and yeah i'm working with Catherine marks who is our producer she did cupid and Susie, third movie Susie, our last two singles um and yeah she's super great and super fun and um, we had a great engineer, Sky Cecil. Um, yeah, so it was just a really great experience. And people, I can't really give away any more about it. <laughs> but soon, soon you'll hear it yeah. and then you'll know. <laughs> awesome, great. And um, you said about um, playing a lot of support acts to mm. other fans of other bands. But do you feel like you're now getting this kind of, this gathering behind you specifically? And have you got some fans that you're feeling like are much more loyal to uh um, big moon. I I don't know. Like I find that really hard to wrap my head around. Um, I have no conception of like what 
you know what yeah. our fan base is or like how big it is like even when you look at stuff like even when I look at like Twitter or like I'm replying to messages on our Facebook or whatever I'm kind of like it seems so like just like one person here or, and you know I don't know what we mean to people um but it's so exciting when people come and sing along and like come up to us afterwards like I love working on the merch desk um because you get to talk to people who are like that was really great or like oh I've got like someone came up to us we played in Preston the other day and he had like every vinyl we've ever made like different copies of the same single and different like and that's really like I wouldn't I wouldn't believe that anyone would do that um but again that's probably my problem and uh yeah it's exciting to watch things grow and I hope that um I hope that people like it as much as we do and enjoy it as much as we do and sort of continue to. Back at that interview in October, the Big Moon were supporting the Mystery Jets on tour. The Mystery Jets had just come out with their new album, Curve of the Earth. It's their sixth album. They were sort of treating it as a new direction for the band. Let's hear a bit more about it from the Mystery Jets themselves. Check it out. It's been 10 years since your first album um, and now we've got the Curve of the Earth and then recently the new EP, The Whole of the Earth. And it seems like a bit of a change in direction for you. Um, it's more stripped down kind of vibe. Um, how would you say your music has evolved over the time and is this a definitive move for you? I think um, over the 10 years that we've been releasing music, I think we've been drawn in different directions, um, you know, from sort of prog on our first record to kind of synth pop on the second album and, and to America with Radlands. So we've kind of we've kind of explored a lot of different musical sort of ventures and I think really Curve of the Earth for us is almost was almost a sort of chance to look in the mirror and sort of see who we are. You know, we've been to all these sort of different musical lands and landscapes and, and actually perhaps it was time to to kind of have a glance over the shoulder at, you know, the, the sort of uh, where we've come from and the path we've sort of, you know, um, carved through these musical landscapes and sort of ask, well, what does a Mystery Jets record sound like? You know, we, we, we've sort of shown our, our sort of interest in all these various kind of musical times and, and um, sounds and actually it felt like, in some senses, you know the, the kind of most honest record we've made because it's it's not really trying to be um, influenced by anything at all. It's, it's it, it was made, you know, sort of by our own hands in our own studio and um, away from actually a lot of influences. So um, yeah, I suppose I'd say it's it's kind of a, a raw record in that sense. Not in not in a not necessarily in a sort of underproduced sense, but in the sense that I think it's very naked. Lyrically, and it's and it's and it's um, it's probably more focused on our own experiences as opposed to sort of other songs we've written, which have been almost like written about sort of compound characters that we've met along the way. You know. Um, yeah, you said it's sort of from your own experience. It features quite a lot of sort of hard-hitting, more gritty lyrics than maybe you might find in earlier stuff. Yeah. Um, do you think it's important to expose like those aspects of like? experiencing life as a musician as well as um, kind of just having, you know, catchy songs or things that people can sing along to. Um, is that important to you with this album? 
I think it's all important. You know, I mean, I, I think, you know, really, really touring this record these, these, these last couple of weeks, we've really, you know, it's been kind of an amazing, like, um, indication of how all those songs have their place. And a song like Saturnine off the new record or Midnight's Mirror, which are written from this incredibly personal perspective, are great and they totally have their place within that set but but without you almost need a young love next to them or a sort of a flash of hungry smile something like that to kind of contrast against them and, and that and that really allows all the songs to be what they are because they're not competing with each other mm. and um, I think as writers that's that's always the way we've worked we've sort of we've very much been led by the muse I suppose um, you know we, you can sort of set out and say, right, I'm going to write this very raw emotional record or I'm going, to, I'm going to write this kind of conceptual record about space or whatever it is that you're interested in. But it's always the songs that lead you. You know, you can have these ideas, these lofty ideas, but actually, in the end of the day, it's the music is in control, not you. Awesome. Um, the album was three years in the making, am I right? Saying? Yeah, about that, yeah. Um, so do you think that kind of like more relaxed approach like was much more fruitful for you or is relaxed completely the wrong term to say? Was it actually quite frantic? Three it years? wasn't relaxed, no, it was um <laughs> wasn't relaxed at all. We kind of we were we lost an original original member in Kai and then we uh, we were without kind of a label and without a publishing deal randomly as well. So all these things kind of were a bit of a catalyst for a lot of change that needed to happen with, with with us as a band and how we wanted to set out for the future. So there was just a lot going on. And on top of that, we were building our studio, which we had no idea on how to do um, because we're not like sound engineers or anything like that. But it took a while, it took a long time because of that. And on top of that, write the record. So. Um, you've spoken before in an interview about the kind of like family environment of the band. So in terms of like, especially with the changes that have gone in the lineup and stuff, like how does that help? Like when you're touring, when you're producing music, is that something that's massively important to you guys? I think it is. Yeah, that sense of family is absolutely. That's that's what the Jets have always felt like to us. Um, I think. I mean, as far back as when when it was sort of a little sparkle in Henry's eye you know my dad you know I think it was all it's all uh, he's to blame for a lot of this because he was the one that kind of um, well suggested it in the first place for, for, for William and I to kind of to start it all and I think that that kind of um, familiarity has, has carried on through in every lineup that we've had and we've had a few <laughs> you know lots of jets have come and gone and and, and um, you know, I'm actually happy to say that we're friends with everyone that have, that have sort of joined our ranks at different times, and I think that's what that that that's kind of proof of that it is a family thing because you can't, you know, you can fall out with your brothers and sisters, but but you know, blood is blood, isn't it? And I think that's that's always been the case with the Jets. So we always it's what we always come back to. Awesome. Um, so you're currently mid tour of the album. I saw you, I think, in Oxfordshire at festival, and you did a lot of other festivals, including Glastonbury. Am I right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. what's been the highlight of 2016? So different kind of feels, aren't they? To festivals versus your own concerts. Um, we played Tokyo um, back in May. Mm. Was it? That was quite a big highlight for us. We've been to Japan quite a few times, luckily, but um, this was a particular special special show for us, I think. 
It was actually a tour, wasn't it, this time, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, it was a couple of cities. Um, a lot of the time, the, those, those, those shows kind of in, in far-flung places, you're there, you fly and you play your gig. You might go out and sing some karaoke, drink some sake, and then you're on the next plane. Mm. And it's usually a festival as well, so it's, yeah. it, it, this was more personal because it was just it was our own kind of tour. So, yeah, it was... Yeah. Awesome. And uh, another thing I wanted to ask was, what's the future for the Mystery Jets? Where is where's the Mystery Jets going after this? Like, you seem to be constantly reinventing yourselves. Is there more innovation? going to Bath. <laughs> Uh, beyond that, we don't know. <laughs> uh, we're going to Argentina next week, which hopefully will be um, will be good. Will be another highlight. That's another flying visit, though, isn't it? It's, it's literally kind of in and out. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Touchdown. I know the crew are trying to make us get another day. Yeah. But uh, we'll see how that pans out. Some sightseeing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think really we're we're just um, we're always hatching various plans. There's um, there's talk of various things that are happening next year but I mean in between now and then I think it's really about wrap, wrapping up Curve because um, you know there's, 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 there's already new music flowing through us and I think we've got to, uh, got to start giving, giving these new ideas a, a home you know and I think um, but however before that happens there is a film which is being made about the album and we are involved in that in terms of telling some of the stories behind the record and um, the influences and so on so that is looking to be wrapped up before Christmas so that's kind of what we're going to be focusing on after this tour. Okay, awesome, that sounds great. Um, so it's definitely, I would say, a record to be really proud of. It's been massively Thank well you. received. Um, I love it. Um, my whole family loves it. <laughs> <laughs> my dad suggested it to me, he was like, have you heard of the Mystery Debts? I was like, yes, oh, definitely wow. have heard of the Mystery Debts. <laughs> um, so do you feel a bit like this is new for you or something bigger for you? Or do you just think it's still the same Mystery Debts, but just a new, a new record? All of those things, <laughs> I think. It feels like it's a continuation of what our influences were starting out as a band, but it's also kind of a step towards the future where we're kind of like, we're not donning the kind of sparkly tops or like wearing fluorescent suits or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, there's no, we're not dressing anything up in any way. It's kind of like a shedding of, of layers. It's kind of, it's more revealing, us, I think. I think, but like, as Cap said, I think like it is all of those things, you know, on the one, on the one sense, everything is a continuation of, you know, each record is a continuation of the last. And it, it, there is an arc when you look back at it. But really, I think we, we're constantly just seeking to be excited by music and by the experiences that we, we have on the road and, um, and in our own lives. So everything is new, you know, like every time you make a record, it's all written from new experiences. So, mm. yeah, it's all of those things. or from anywhere in the world online at camfm.co.uk slash player. You can get in touch with us via the web form on the web player or on Facebook, search CAMFM. I've been Phil Sansom. Thanks for listening. Cambridge's student radio station. Be music. Be sport. Be drama. Be entertainment. Be, Be CAMFM. Cam